Well, we are in a series uh, this Christmas season called His Name. What's His Name? His Name is Jesus. So if you have your Bible this morning, please turn to two passages of Scripture. I want you to turn to John 14 and put a marker there in John, if you will, and we'll get right back to that. And then once you get your marker in John, go ahead and turn back to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. You know, there's a song, it's not a Christian song, but it's a song, it's a seasonal song. It says, this is the most wonderful time of the year. Anybody ever heard that song? Anybody like that song? I like it. You're a Christian, but you can say if you like it or not, it's okay. I know, it's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, it's not a hymn, but it's it's all right, you know. I, I really do believe it's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, I really get into uh, what they call the Christmas spirit. And I know it's, you know, the world does that thing. Uh, we have different reasons that we uh, celebrate it. I know it, but I get into it. And I know people, some people don't do all the things. They don't put up a tree and, you know, it's a pagan religion. And they do all these other sorts of things. I just do it all because all my praise goes to God. So, it, you know, someone else can put up a tree and it be unto an idol or unto a pagan. My tree is unto God. I don't care what anyone says. Okay, Uh, he knows my heart and everything I do this season is unto him, Uh, whether it's shopping, uh, whatever it might be, you know, it's all unto God. And so I really do. I get into uh, this season, this time of year. Why? Because I believe it's a time where, uh, you know, people, you know, they they shake a hand a little extra long and, uh, you know, they smile. I have one challenge that uh, I want to give out to you, this congregation in particular, and if you're watching to you as well. I want to give you this challenge this week, and it's going to take some faith, okay? For some of you, it's going to take faith. For others, it's going to take great faith. Some people, it might take that miracle kind of faith, okay? And so, but this is the challenge if you choose to accept it. I want you this week to smile at someone for no reason at all. Now, when I say that, you say, oh, that's easy. You know, you, it's easy to smile. I'm talking about for no reason. I'm not talking about when you're at the grocery and they say, here's your change, and you say, oh, thank you, and you smile. Now, that's a good reason to smile, but I mean for no reason. And see, I say that takes faith because you just you look goofy. You know, my kids tell me that. Why are you always smiling? I'm just happy. I just like to smile. And if people don't smile back, I still smile. And, uh, you know, people take note of that. I challenge you this week to smile at somebody for no reason. They didn't do anything for you. They didn't smile at you. Maybe they're even upset, but you just smile because you have a smile in your heart. Try it. And I tell you, it will change your heart. Come on. But I love, I love this time of year. Um, and, and again, I know we celebrate it. The world celebrates Christmas. They change it to holiday, and, you know, they, they do all kind of things. I just, I call it Christmas. Wherever I am, whether I'm on the job or in the market or whatever, I say Merry Christmas. If they say Happy Holidays, I say Merry Christmas right back. You know, the Christ is in Christmas. And uh, his name is Jesus. Come on. Jesus, we know, is the reason for the season. We know that. And uh, last week, we talked a little about, a bit about that name. His name is Jesus, and we looked at Jesus being a mighty God, and because he's a mighty God, we can enlarge our prayers, all right? We can think bigger than we normally think because he's a mighty God. The demand is on God. It's on Jesus, not on us, 
And so when we have a, a revelation and when we realize that he's bigger, then we can enlarge our own prayers. We can stop thinking small. We can stop thinking less than. We can stop thinking about being the tail. Come on. We can begin to think about being the head, being the lead. Come on. Why? Because Christ is in us. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says what? His, na his name, his name, come on, shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be Counselor. His name shall be Mighty God. His name shall be Everlasting Father. And what we want to focus on for a few minutes today is his name shall be Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the ruler of all peace. Come on, somebody. You know, I think about back in the Old Testament. Uh, for example, when God talked to Joshua and uh, the angel came to him and he said, uh, be, be mighty and be courageous, be of, uh, of, of good cheer, be of strength and be mighty, be of good power, be courageous. Why did he tell him that? Because he, he was about to face some things that he didn't know he was going to face. Come on. Joshua, be mighty, be a mighty man, be of courage, have courage. And Joshua said, yeah, I'll, I'll have courage. He said, no, no. Be of good courage. You must have courage to do what I'm calling you to do. And Joshua would say, yeah, yeah, I get it. And I believe God would say, no, you don't really get it because you don't know what's coming. You're going to, I'm not telling you to have courage for the past. I'm telling you to have courage for the future. Come on. For what's coming. You need some courage. You're going to have to take down some cities. You're going to have blood on your hands. And to go through that, you're going to have to have some power and you're going to have to have some courage. Likewise, Jesus stood up before his disciples and he told them that he was leaving something with them. Why? Because they didn't know what was coming. John 14, look it down at verse 27. I'm reading from God's word translation. It says this, it says, I'm leaving you peace. I am giving you my peace. I don't give you the kind of peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled or cowardly. Now, here's the thing. The disciples didn't know what was coming for them. These disciples, some of them ended up being crucified. One upside down, come on. Boiled in oil. Thrown to the lions. They didn't know what was coming. So when I think about that, I'm thinking, why did Jesus say, I leave you my peace? Why didn't he say, I leave you faith? Why didn't he say, I leave you my courage? I leave you my power. Think about what these disciples and apostles went through. It reminds me of how we talk about our service men and women and how thankful we are for them and I'm sure countries all around the world do this but I know here in America we are so thankful come on for our military I, I was watching a movie the other day one of my favorite movies uh, called a few good men and it's it's a military movie 
Uh, some of you may have seen that movie. And uh, I really love that movie because there's a scene in the movie, and it's not the scene about you can't handle the truth. That's one of my favorite scenes, too. But my absolute favorite scene in the movie is a courtroom scene. And you may not remember this if you've seen the movie. But everybody's left the courtroom. And the three lawyers are there left talking. And even the star, Tom Cruise, is leaving the courtroom. And the other two lawyers are there talking. And, and the one lawyer is upset because these two military men uh, killed another man in the military accidentally. But he's upset because that's how they discipline each other. Not by killing, but, you know, they discipline each other and accidentally he was killed. And uh, he was upset because they have this code of how they discipline each other and they do that type of thing. And, uh, you know, what the, the, the lady lawyer there looked at the man and said, well, why do you hate them so much? He said, because they do this thing. And I don't like it. I don't like that the military does that. And he looked at that, her and he said, why do you like them so much? She said, because they stand on a wall and they say nothing is going to harm you tonight. I will give my life to ensure that you are free and you can sleep tonight. That's why I love them. I know they make mistakes. I know they have a different code. But I sleep at night because they stand on a wall. Likewise, we ought to feel that same way about these disciples. These disciples went through these things so we wouldn't have to. Come on. They faced boiling oil. They faced crucifixion. They faced the lions so that we could be free. Come on. They went through all of these things that we might have our freedom. Jesus knew what was coming for them. And he said, because of what is coming, you are going to need a tremendous amount of peace. You're not going to need the kind of peace that the world gives. So there's two kinds of peace. He said, I don't give you the kind of peace that the world gives. That peace that the world gives, that kind of peace works well when everything else is working well. Come on. That peace is based on circumstances. That peace is based on the absence of conflict. That peace is generated by your own thinking and by your own will and by your own control. But Jesus said, I'm going to leave you a peace that you could not get without me. Let's make no mistake about it. You won't get the kind of peace that I'm talking to you about this morning without Jesus the Christ. No Jesus, no peace. Come on. That's the chant. No Jesus, no peace. There is no peace. Jesus didn't come to give the world the worldly kind of peace. In fact, in another scripture, he says, I didn't bring you peace. I brought conflict to this world. When we're talking about the worldly kind of peace. It's not about that. Oh, I'm bringing conflict. I'm coming to stir some things up if you're looking for that kind of peace. Oh, come on. There's going to be some turmoil. Uh, the enemy is still running rampant for a time. Uh, there's going to be some offense. There's going to be some storms. So I didn't come to just take all of the conflict away and give you the world kind of peace. I came to create some more storms. Come on. I came to weed some things out. I came with my shears to cut some things off. That's what he came to do. But then he says, so I don't bring you the world kind of peace. I leave you peace. I give you my peace. 
this is an incomprehensible peace. Come on. It doesn't originate with circumstances. It doesn't originate with logic. It doesn't originate with good. It doesn't originate with feel. It doesn't originate with all of those types of things. This kind of peace only Jesus has. He is the Prince of Peace. In fact, it says his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. That's just not what he does. He just doesn't bring peace. Come on, sound familiar? It's who he is. That's who he is. He is peace. No peace like this without Jesus. No Jesus. Come on, no peace. No Jesus. Come on, somebody. No Jesus. No peace. You can't have it without the Lord Jesus, God's only son, savior of my soul, everlasting, always loving, never failing. I'm talking about the almighty God, strong in every storm. Come on, somebody. He's our healer and our redeemer. His name is Jesus, and he is the prince of peace. It's his very name. Another version says, I am leaving you with a gift this is a gift. In other words, you can't, you can't go out and buy it. I have to give it to you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you, the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. What are we talking about here when we talk about this kind of peace? Oh, when we think about it, we think peace. Yes, I, I know what peace is. That means two countries are not at war. Or me and my sister are not arguing. Come on. Or at, at the job, uh, you know, I'm not getting fired. Come on, that's peace. Just the absence of conflict. But Jesus doesn't look at peace that way. Here's how I define peace, the peace of Jesus. Peace is simply this. Peace is the heart attitude that's unaffected by circumstances or adversity. And troubles, unaffected by it. This peace, you have circumstances, trouble, any of that, it's unaffected. Doesn't matter. There could be lots of trouble, there could be no trouble. Same peace. It's free from anxiety. Now, there's not a person in here I would, uh, I would venture to guess that hasn't at one point in time been anxious about something. I mean, if you have, you're a good person. <laughs> But most of us have been anxious about something. Most of us have wallowed at times in anxiety. Some may have needed a pill or two to get you over the anxiety. Come on. Some had to go to the doctor. Some had to call somebody to get them to calm down because they were so anxious and on edge about the unknown. Come on. But that doesn't affect this peace. Useless worrying. Things that you can do nothing about. Why worry about it? How often has Jesus told us, don't worry? Look at the lilies of the field. What did he say? Look at the sparrow. Got a great song off of that scripture. His eye, come on somebody, is on the sparrow. And I know, you want me to start, don't let me start singing. Come on. I know he, I just say it. I know he watches over me. I want y'all to run out too early. We're almost done, but don't run out just yet. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Never worry about anything. 
Again, God's word translation says, be anxious for nothing. Never worry about anything, but in every situation. How many situations is he talking about? Every situation. Every situation. Let God know what you need in prayers and requests. With and while giving thanks. Then God's peace, which goes beyond anything that we can imagine, will guard your thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. God's peace. I'm talking about every situation. I know Christmas time, just to be realistic, Christmas time is happy for some, but I know Christmas time is not a happy time for all. I mean, come on, some have lost loved ones, some tragic events have happened maybe during the holiday season, and it just brings up all of those things. It just reminds you. And so we don't even accept the peace of God because maybe we feel like it doesn't work. I'm not going to pray for that anymore. Every time I pray for it, it doesn't come to pass. It doesn't work. I'm not going to pray for another relationship because they always end weird. I'm not going to pray for this because it never works out the way I want it to because of circumstances. But what you're looking for in that is the worldly kind of peace. You're looking for a peace without any trouble at all. Jesus brings you a peace that transcends trouble and circumstances. Jesus brings you a peace that allows you to smile at someone for no reason at all. Come on. Just because you have peace in you. It's not them that makes you smile. You just smile because Jesus is in you. Come on. You're trying to affect other people, not letting them affect you. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Not do unto others as they do unto you. That's how we interpret that scripture sometimes. Come on. She didn't smile at me. I'm not smiling at her. She didn't want to speak. I don't have to speak either. Speak to me. I'll speak to you. Come on. Sounds like the right thing to do. Come on, somebody. I mean, I'm not the only one who's been through that. Oh, you want to look at me like that? Okay, fine. Don't talk to you anymore. We'll see you tomorrow how you feel. Come on. But see, this peace that Jesus gives you has nothing to do with how others treat you. And you begin to treat them the way you want them to treat you. Come on. Not how they, doesn't matter how they treat you, you're still going to treat them like Jesus would. And I'll say this, you're going to treat them like Jesus treats you. Because you're not always treatable. (laughs) Come on. Oh, Jesus looks past it. Come on. He looked beyond my fault. And he saw my need. Our peace is in Jesus. Why? Because we are in Jesus. We get the benefits of that peace. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me just tell you something. You don't get the peace of God without having peace with God. We're talking about Jesus Christ this morning. Let's make no mistake. You must first have peace with God in order to have the peace of God. He secured our peace through his substitutionary sacrifice. He made it available to us. But if we don't make peace with him, we don't get the benefit of his peace for us. You must first make peace with him. Before we have that peace of Christ, we must have peace with Christ. 
And it starts with trusting him as our Lord and Savior. Now, this word peace in the New Testament, it comes from a Greek word. I don't want to get far off on it, but it comes from a Greek word, and it had to do with basket weaving. And it, it really, it literally means, the Greek word that it was taken from literally means to weave together. That's what it means. That's what peace means, to come together, not just to tolerate. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, the app, you stay over there, I stay over here, we have peace. There is a peace. You're over there on that piece, I'm over here on this piece. You have your peace, I have my peace, we all have peace. That's the world peace. But Jesus' peace means to weave together. Come on. When we are one with Jesus, we have capacity to walk calmly through every circumstance and all troubles. Peace is our stabilizer. John 16, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world... You will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. Now notice what he didn't. He didn't say be of good cheer because I'm causing you to overcome the world. He starts out with be in me. I've overcome the world. You're not going to overcome the world unless you're what? In me. In me. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating, drinking, eating and drinking, but it's what? Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Our peace in Jesus allows us to leave all in God's hands. My times, David said, are in your hands, O Lord. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from those who persecute me. But I give all to you. We can't have true peace until we give it all to him. But we want to control so many things. Our peace allows us to leave it all with him. Leaving all in God's hands is a position of trust. Psalms 9, 10, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. Psalm 37, 5 says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Allow him to do it. You can't do it. Allow him to do it. That's where you'll have peace. And we know trust in the Lord. We can say it with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But can we do it? In Isaiah 26, 4, you, you will keep him in Perfect peace, perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. We need to leave it all in God's hands. Our peace, our Jesus gives us peace in the storm. You remember Mark 4, 35, where he, on the same day evening had come, he said to them what? Let us cross over to the other side. You remember the story? Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along and they went in the boat and a great windstorm arose and it beat on the boat and the boat was already filling with water and they woke him up. Jesus, what's wrong with you? Can't you see that we're perishing? Come on, speaking negative. After they had just seen him perform miracles, 
he arose and rebuked the storm. He said, what? Peace be still. And the wind ceased. That's the kind of peace we're talking about. We're not talking about the absence of conflict. We're talking about an offensive peace, if you can get that. We're talking about a peace that says, be still. We're talking about a peace that says, calm down. We're talking about a peace that when it comes in the room, that's the kind of peace we're talking about. And the circumstances didn't even change. But the peace that came in the room just stabilized everything. Come on. Same wind, same storm. Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water. It was the same storm. Come on. Same water, same wind, same rain. But he could walk right through it. That's the peace we're talking about. Because you know that God is in the storm with you. God is working with you in the storm. Let me just give you six benefits of having the Jesus kind of peace, just in case you're not convinced. Just finish up here with this. Six benefits. And I love them all. I wrote these down. Number one, improved health. Come on, how many know there's a lot of, listen, stress, and I I don't have a doctor to back me up, and I don't know, but I, I really believe that stress is the number one thing that causes people all kinds of health problems. I mean, I know we have all kind of heart, you know, heart disease, and I, there's probably statistics. But I tell you, somewhere in there, I bet you there's some stress. Come on. Now, I know part of that's been medically proven. <laughs> stress will cause all kind of itises. Come on. It'll cause everything in your body to go wrong. Improved health if you just have peace. Keep you in perfect peace. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Second thing is a positive outlook. Some people just don't want a positive outlook. But peace brings a positive thought process. Positive-minded people do better than negative. It's true. Expect good things. Think positively about people and situations. Stop speaking negative in all of your situations. And I know, listen, I know sometimes we say, well, that's just, I, I, you know, I don't want to lie. I just want to speak the facts. I get that. But that's all you speak. This is the truth. Come on. You can speak facts all you want to, but I'm going to start speaking truth. And that is that I am an overcomer. Come on. That is that God does care about me. That is that he has given me power to get wealth. That is by his stripes I am healed. Now stick to all of that. I don't care about I know the circumstances, but too many of us are so caught up in the results. Come on. That we don't understand the obedience is where God wants us. He'll take care of all the other stuff if we just focus on obeying him. To obey is better than to sacrifice. Number three, security. Peace-thinking people are hopeful people, and hopeful people are peaceful people. The peace of God builds your hope. You have peace knowing it will work for your good. Come on. Your future is secure in God's hands. You have a security. Number four, rich relationships. I like this one. Peace-filled people are peacemakers. You know, I got a revelation some time ago, and God spoke to me in this situation. 
uh, with some friends of mine, and they were, they were at odds about some things. And uh, I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm to get in this situation, and I'm just going to try to keep peace. And then God rebuked me. I said, what do you mean, Lord? I'm, I'm trying to keep peace. He said, I didn't call you to be a peacekeeper. I said, what do you mean you didn't call me to be a peacekeeper? Peacekeeper is a good thing. He said, it might be a good thing, but I didn't call you to be that. I called you to be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit, come on, the kingdom of God. Blessed are the peace. This peace of Jesus is an offensive thing. It comes in and it straightens things out when you bring that peace and you bring that love. That's what it does. Peacemaker, think about that. Rich relationships. What about harmony in the workplace? How many were like that? I mean, I know most of y'all have a great workplace environment and nobody argues and everybody comes in on time and nobody talks about anybody behind their back. But a few people could use a little harmony in the workplace. Come on, Brother Kevin. Peaceful people are great to work with. They don't fight with anyone. Come on. And then lastly, divine favor. The peace of God brings divine favor to you. Peaceful people are highly favored by God and others. Everyone wants to bless a person who never gives or entertains trouble. Proverbs 16, 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a man's ways please the Lord, this offensive peace will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you.